Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. I just didn't understand where his head was at. He was, his behavior was erratic. It was just, it's not, it wasn't normal. And I, and I was so afraid that he would never get better. And we didn't speak for a really long time. I mean, I hadn't seen him for five years um, when he passed. What you're about to hear are two unscripted sessions with a grief therapist and a psychic medium. Neither Claire nor Fleur had any contact with the participants before their sessions. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of a psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. I've been working as a psychic medium for over 10 years. I have sat in front of 15,000 people to give them readings. I connect people here in the physical world to something they can't see, to their loved ones on the other side. And that, to some people, is a really spooky, crazy experience, but to me it's my everyday life. And I find that many people come to see me for a variety of reasons, either curiosity, wanting to see if it's real, or the deeper layers of grief, closure, healing, a way forward. A question that plagues people over and over again after a loss is, is my loved one really gone? I think mediumship can be an incredibly powerful tool towards healing, but it certainly is not the only one. I often send my clients to grief therapists afterwards, but I was thrilled a few years ago when I started hearing from my clients that doctors and psychiatrists and therapists were referring me. That was crazy to me. I always thought psychic mediumship was super taboo and super weird, and how could a doctor possibly recommend something so out there? But I was thrilled that people started to see that it's a real healing modality. One of these people was Claire Bidwell-Smith, a grief therapist, and she is also the author of three books on grief. I lost both of my parents by the time I was 25 years old, and it was a really deep and humbling experience, and it's what propelled me into this field. Whenever I tell people what I do, they usually take a step back and shake their heads. I think they imagine that it's really depressing and heavy, but it's not like that at all. Yes, it can be sad. It really can. 
but mostly it's beautiful and uplifting. And I find myself reminded every day about what makes humanity so special. We work in very different ways. She is a grief therapist, I'm a medium, but we see people at the same point of life. We find them in moments where they are at deep loss, grieving, not able to move forward, have questions that they can't seem to move past. Where are they now? Can they see us? Can we still communicate with them? The first time a client told me that they'd been to see a psychic medium, I was a little baffled about how to respond. I'd never seen one myself, and I felt really skeptical about the idea. I saw over a dozen psychic mediums in that time period, and no matter how good the medium was, I still found myself wondering if it was real. After a while, though, I stopped caring if it was real, and I finally decided that what was more important was how it made people feel. A good session with a psychic medium can turn things around for someone who is lost in their grief. I've seen it time and time again. I could have a client who was completely stuck, like doing all the right things, allowing themselves to grieve, working through their emotions, reviewing their relationship with the person they lost, going to grief groups, making amends, you name it. But still, they'd be stuck about something that happened with the death or some unresolved aspect of their relationship. And after a good mediumship reading, they would come away with a completely new understanding. They'd come away with a feeling of connection to their loved one and often a bit of closure. We wanted to share that experience with you, give you the opportunity to be a fly on the wall in the grief therapy session where someone is able to express and explore how their grief has shaped their current life. And then we transport you to a mediumship reading, a moment where you get to listen in on what a reading is and does and some of the answers that people can receive and do receive. We hope that some of the information that arises can help you too. No matter where you are in your stage of grief or loss or curiosity about the things we can't always see. I'm really looking forward to my session with Emma. I've been just loving doing this podcast and every single guest that we've had has been so meaningful to talk to and so interesting to learn about their story and how grief just affects all of us in such different ways. So I'm looking forward to hearing Emma's story today. Hi, my name's Emma. I'm from Manchester in England and I'm looking for ways to better connect with um, the loss of both my parents who um, my mum I lost when I was 16 and my dad recently, December 2019. And I'm really just looking for ways to better connect with them and see what comes out of this. Hi, Emma. Nice to meet you. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm looking forward to talking with you today. I would love to start by just having you tell me your story. I guess my upbringing is quite important in, in the whole story. Um, my father was a really, really successful businessman and he just worked all the hours under the sun. 
I was aware of behavioral issues with my father. You know, he would, a lot of the time, he went through a period of being, um, you know, a bad alcoholic and he would come home, drink driving, come home at night, very, very aggressive with my mom, um, physically and mentally. When someone comes home who's, you know, under the influence of alcohol, it's 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 frightening. You know, he would throw remotes at my mum. He, I've seen him put a sit put a cigarette out on on her back out of punishment. I've seen much worse, much much worse, and stuff that scarred me. Um, as I've as I've grown up, so it's it's been really traumatic. When I was fifteen, my mum got diagnosed with brain tumor, and she sadly passed away. <sighs> In April 2014, I was 16 years old. And she was really, really poorly for such a long time, you know. All I could think of at the time was, why her? Like, you've put, caused so much stress on her life. And she's the one that's, that's felt fallen ill. How did your dad handle your mom's death? I had, like, seven cars. He would... He bought a private jet. He was just splashing money. I mean, yeah, he was a wealthy man, but he was just, his way of dealing with it was just to spend, 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 spend. 2007, I think, was a massive turning point for him because I noticed his behavior changing and I was spotting things that were a bit unusual and it turned out he was taking cocaine and um, I don't know how that started, but it started and it was, it got really, really, really bad really bad and I was so afraid that he would never get better and we didn't speak for a really long time I mean I hadn't seen him for five years um when he passed I'm so sorry during this time before he died and just during like all the ups and downs and the roller coaster of his addiction and erratic behavior what was happening in terms of you and your grief over your mom had you just completely put it away or were you feeling it here and there? Were you thinking about her? What was happening there? I hadn't dealt with it yet. And it was only um, August dash year, actually, 2019. Um, I decided to quit my job and go traveling with my partner. It was then, it was August last year that it hit me like a ton of bricks out of the middle of nowhere and... I just realized I'm I'm never going to see her ever again. And I was 16 years old. I'm now 32 and I Let's talk about that. What were you going to say? You're um, also what? I'm also having now um basically I f- I feel like now that my personal relationship with my partner's come to an end, like it's literally been in the past week, it's just blown up and I feel like my grief, my um, trust, my depression, and my control has just completely pushed him away. And I'm so sad that it's come to this point because of what I'm going through. I never wanted to hurt anyone, especially him who I care about so much. And it's just all got on top of me. And I'm just, I'm looking for answers, really. I'm looking for help. That is a lot. Um, It sounds like you're kind of feeling all of it right now at this moment in your life. You know, you're feeling the grief from your mom. You're trying to still sort through and 
um, understand everything that happened with your father. And then you're seeing how all of those things have kind of played out in your current relationship that has also now become a loss. Yeah. That's a lot to hold and bear, especially at this time in our world. Of course. It makes sense that your grief didn't resurface until adulthood. A lot of times when we lose a mom in childhood or adolescence, a couple of things happen. Uh, developmentally, we're not capable of grieving. When that happens, it can come back like a ton of bricks, like you said, you know, later in life. And it can often really hit us at a moment where we realize the enormity of that. Definitely. And then your father is so complex, you know, I think it for you to have that guilt about if you could have done more from the outside listening in, it doesn't sound like there's anything that any of you guys could have done. You know, it sounds like he was kind of hell-bent on a, on a path of yeah. destruction and that no one was really able to kind of stop him and he wasn't going to let anyone no. stop him. But a lot of the times we're still left with that guilt, right? You didn't want to lose him. You also, in his death, lost the opportunity to ever repair Absolutely. any of that. You lost the hope that maybe one day he would get better and you could have a healthy relationship. So it's like this double-edged grief, right? Yeah. You're grieving one, that he's gone, but also just the the opportunity that it could have been different. Absolutely. Um, and that's really painful. Yeah. And and then your mom's death is coming up within that because you're really able to kind of see that and feel it and understand it too. And then this third component of it playing out in your relationship, which of course it is, you know, um, we, we play out our primary relationships in our romantic relationships later in adulthood. However, relationships were modeled from our caregivers, mostly most of the time our parents, um, their, their relationship itself, the way that they showed us love, the way that they, they, you know, bonded with us. We play those things out in our romantic relationships, often to very difficult, challenging things that happen, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. Um, so you're seeing a lot of that now. I think that's the thing I'm probably struggling with most recently is, is my relationship because I don't, I don't want to lose this amazing, you know, man in my life from my you know, my experience and my, what I'm going through now, you know, yeah, I, I admit I, I am, I am depressed. I'm going through depression and it's not easy. You know, I've been having panic attacks, but, and it's just been not my, it's not me. And I, I want to get better. I really do. And to, you know, my, my trust and my control has just gone through the roof and I'm just constantly like badgering them. And I don't mean to hurt him, but I also am hurting myself at the same time by doing it um so yeah I just really need I just really want some answers like I just I just don't I, I've just lost I'm really lost I'm a lost person yeah I understand <laughs> you know I you may be lost but it sounds to me like you're also really feeling things for the first time and you know, a lot of times when we're, when we get into places in our life where we're being very controlling, it's from a place of, of pain. You know, we're not wanting to experience more pain. We're not wanting to experience more loss. We're feeling threatened. We're feeling vulnerable. Um, and so we get controlling in the hopes that we, if we can control our environment, control the people around us, then we won't hurt anymore. Um, the, the ironic part of that is that the answer is often letting go. You know, if we release 
all that control, try to let go a little bit and just let the world be as it is. Um, we can let ourselves feel all the things that we need to feel that are coming up and also relationships run more smoothly. Um, and so for you really kind of tackling that pain and facing it, really opening the doors wide to it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I really need to just look after myself and stop being so hard on myself. Sometimes we can't grieve until we're capable of it. And it sounds like maybe you're in a place as painful as it feels and as scary as it feels, maybe you're really in a place in your life in which you finally can let yourself feel everything. But one of the things I want you to think about is you said something about trying to stop being so hard on yourself. It's funny. It's the thing I see more than anything in people who are grieving. We're so hard on ourselves. We think we should be better at this. We think we should be stronger. Um, but there's real strength in vulnerability. There's strength in grieving. There's strength in letting yourself be cracked open. And I think for you, you know, especially in terms of your relationship, your recent loss of that, I, I would imagine that you probably haven't really felt able to trust that someone else can take care of you. You know, your mom left at 16, not by her choice, but she was at 16 years old, you were on your own. And your father, who was supposed to be taking care of you, did not. He failed to show up for you in those ways. So all this time, you've been really struggling to take care of yourself and and doing what sounds like a really good job of it. But it's hard, you know, and doing it in ways that you shouldn't have to. The people that were supposed to be there for you weren't. And yet you're still holding blame and guilt or being hard on yourself about it. What are you hoping for your session with Floor? Have you ever talked to a medium before? I mean, like over 10 years ago, and it, it was not, not particularly remembering it at all. Um, it, I'm looking for ways, again, yeah, like I just said, to really better connect or guidance or if there's a sign... How can I feel better connected with her? But I also have a lot of answers for him. Like, why the control? Why the hurt for all these years? Why did you do certain things to upset us? I just need that release. I just need... I just want to be okay. And I'm, I'm so sad that it's affected my relationship. You know, the one person that I never wanted to lose is, is you know... Is, has gone. But I think you have to go so easy on yourself as you do it. You know, um, it's, it is, it's not easy to be a human being in this world and you didn't have an easy path. The people who were supposed to be there for you in certain ways and here physically weren't, and it's not a life you chose. You have done nothing wrong. You actually have done the best you could given the circumstances. Yeah. And truthfully, your parents probably did the best they yeah. could given who they were and how they came into the world. And so letting yourself feel that forgiveness towards yourself yeah. for getting to this spot in your life is so important. Um, I really hope that the session with Fleur goes well. I'm so curious to mm. hear um, if your parents come through and, and, and what they have to say. Yeah, me too. I'm so intrigued to see what comes out of it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Me too, me too. Well, I hope that comes through for you and I really loved talking with you, Emma. Thank you so much, Claire. It's been really, really wonderful to speak to you. I'm so glad. All right, well, I can't wait to hear how your session goes and um, take care of yourself. Thanks, Claire. Take care.
So my big takeaway from my session with Emma is just how different every single loss that we go through is and how each one stays with us in different ways and how each one continues to play out in our lives in different ways. The thing is that the work of loss is never really done. Like we work on it throughout our lifetimes. It comes back in so many different ways and we see it show up in so many different relationships and in life moments. And there's never, you know, a wrong time to kind of start working on it again. It's never too late. It's never been too long. There's always some new way we can find to unlock ourselves and our story of loss. Today is my reading with Emma. I've prepared myself. I find myself in a really nice calm space and I feel like I'm ready to work. So I give her a call. So, um, Emma, have you ever had any kind of reading before? A very long time ago, very like 10 years, over 10 years ago, but that's about it. Okay, so let me just explain a little bit about how I work. It may be similar to that experience, maybe slightly different. Great. Understood. Yeah, as I tune into it and I give you the information, I will really just need a simple yes or a no from you. So it doesn't require more than that, just yes it makes sense or no, it doesn't. All right. Is there anything that you don't want to know? I want to know as much as possible. (laughs) Okay, great. If you change your mind as we get along, just let me know. Okay. I will. Thank you. Okay. So usually I'd go straight to the spirit world. I'm just going to spend a little bit of time with you here first, and then I promise we'll get to them. So, um, at the at the moment, they're showing me a really kind of unsettled feeling around you that I just need to acknowledge here first. Do you do you see that you'd be like between residences, or that you're feeling really ungrounded in your space? Yes. Okay, so they're just wanting to start off here, and when I say they, I just feel like it's kind of a collective. So all the people from from those that are connected to you on the other side are just really wanting to acknowledge that unsettledness for you right now. Uh, just to recognize it, just to let you know that it's it's part of your journey. It will come it, it will come to be settled ultimately. Um, it's gonna feel really overwhelming right now. And I would also say that you in large part must be dealing with a sense of depression that you've just never really felt in life before. Like this feels like an overwhelming kind of sadness that you've never quite encountered before. Do do you see that as well? Yeah. So they're just wanting to kind of hold your hand through it, really come around you, really want to just kind of wrap their arms around you in that way. Um, And just recognize for you, I think the sense of it is just to let you really know, like this is, you're going through a really hard time. It just looks very unsettled in all ways. So I just need to acknowledge that here for you first. Um, okay. Um, I've got a, a, a man that comes in here that connects to you as, as father. Do you see that? Yeah. So he's in spirit. You see this? 
Yeah. As he comes in, there is the recognition of some sort of emotional distance between the two of you. So do you see that there's kind of like an absence at one point between your relationship? Yes. He's almost hesitant to come into the reading for you, almost like he's not quite sure if he deserves to or if he should. Does Would that make sense to you? Yeah. There's like a hesitation, what like almost wanting to ask for your permission first because yeah. there was this boundary you created in life that would have made it that there's just a separation there. There's an emotional separation there. There's really a sense of at one point, I think, between the between you and your father going, you know, it might not be healthy for him to be in my life. Do, do you see yeah. that? So I, I almost I need to ask you first if it's okay that he comes in. Yes. Okay. It seems silly, but he just needs he needs to know that. That's there's quite a resistance there on his end, just because he's like, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. This feels to me like there is an emotional separation between the two of you for quite some time in your life. I do see intermittent meetups or connections so it feels like you try every once in a while and then have to disengage again do you see that yes it's like we try we come no it doesn't work and I do think that he shows me it's ultimately you who decide to take a step back yeah and he wants you to know he respects you for that there's a need to acknowledge for you that that is respected and he understands why it needed to happen. Okay. okay. Um, this man really does not treat his body well in life. He is showing me there's a real wear and tear there. It just feels um, quite problematic. Okay. Oh, this is also interesting. Okay. He's talking about two families and then there's three kids in one. And that's yours. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to start anything, but <laughs> there's something about another, like a disengagement from your family. And that's the three kids. Do you see this? Okay. So he would have three children that you know of, or like you would have two other siblings. Do you see that? Yeah. So I've okay. got two, two siblings. Right. He talks about three in your family. I feel like there might be another child. I've got a half-sister. That's connected to him. You see that? Yeah. His daughter. Okay, so he, so you know. Okay, so that's yeah. fine. Because it. he comes in as like having kids with two, it's, it's two separate families. Yeah, makes sense. For some reason, he remembers that as being pretty messy as well. So. There's something about that family dynamic there that just feels messy. He's a little tricky for me, so let me just drop in with him again a little bit more here. Um, probably was tricky for you in life, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. He does really need to apologize for that time period. To you to siblings of yours, to your mother. It feels like it runs the gamut when it comes to apologies. You are certainly not the only one that he needs to apologize 
too. You Do you see that? Yeah. What's interesting about this man, too, for me, is that on the outside, I think for people who don't know him within his direct family, he would have actually appeared quite successful, really with it. Um, there's an appearance of being really well put together. Do you, do you see that? Yeah. So it's not like people are looking at him and thinking, oh, wow, he really made a mess of his life. I don't think he shares that with people. I think from the outside world, he would have looked very successful. Right. Yeah. This man also could get quite the temper. Do you see that? Yeah. It's very angry. Hmm. Um, he doesn't have that anymore, but I know he needs to acknowledge it. It feels to me that you would have bad childhood memories also of just temper, like really angry. Yeah. Um, in a way that feels very frightening as a child and in a way that just feels um, like you would have interpreted the atmosphere as as dangerous or um, yeah. very chaotic. Yeah. So I know he really needs to own up to that because I don't feel like he ever did in life. Yeah. It's all very heavy, you know? Yeah. But he does really want to be here, and he does really want to offer that to you. Okay. Okay. Although you don't know he's uh, about to pass, although I feel like you're told only after he passes that he's gone, or go do you see that? It's only after the fact. As he was, yeah, and yeah. Okay. It does yeah. feel like there is the attendance to some sort of memorial funeral. He's showing the attendance. Okay. Do you, do you understand that, that you would have gone? Yeah. He just wants to thank you for that. Mm -hmm. It feels like it meant a lot to him. I also see you going with other family members, and it feels like mm -hmm. a joint decision, and it feels like you go collectively. Yeah. Um, it feels like quite a small celebration. Do you see that? A small gathering? Yeah. Ish. <laughs> he just wants to really acknowledge it because it feels like the first time your family had gathered that way in over a decade and it feels like he's sorry that it was at his funeral <laughs> so let's ask him some questions and see where we go and see if he's got more that he can give me um I mean, I, I guess I just want to know if he's, he's, he's happy and he's more at peace now. He is at peace. He is recognizing a lot of the consequences of his actions. So I do need to acknowledge that. I would also say, though, that in life he looks uh, like he goes through um, a lot of experience through, uh, sorry, the consequence of brain chemistry looks to have played a really big role in his life. Because it feels like I get manic states. It feels like I get depressed states. It feels like there's anger outbursts. It feels all over the place. Do, do you see yeah. that? Yeah. So he no longer struggles with that, which I think makes it so that he can be aware from a yeah. spirit space as to his actions, the consequences, the life he lived. Yeah mental state that he never quite was able to get a handle on yeah but he does look good you know I don't feel like he struggles in that way um I think he moves forward I think actually this conversation that you're 
having with him is really healing in that process for him as well. It feels like one he needed to have and one that feels really important for the both of you. Good. Yeah, I just want to know like why the control and why why the pain he gave us all them years, like why? Why did he do that to us all? It looks, again, in part, mental brain chemistry. I think it's undiagnosed at the time. Um, I also feel like he isn't very good in life at creating real intimacy or vulnerability or or any of it. Um, And what, what I keep trying to put my finger on here is it's almost like I show one face to the world on the outside and I have a very different personal life. So it's like on the outside, he looks like the perfect man. It's something that he can therefore also really pretend isn't a problem, which is, is really crazy to say. Um, And one of the things that I'm seeing is even as he is separate from your family, so even as you kind of position yourself away, is it feels like there's some sort of financial power play that follows that separation. Do you do you understand this? Mm-hmm. That feels very problematic to the family. Like he he holds a lot of power, he feels like through financial kind of manipulation in a way yeah and when you ask you know like why the control why the why that dynamic it feels in part it makes him feel like he has control like it it feels it feels like a way for him to try to balance himself out mentally to feel like he's got control of his life even though he he really doesn't it's it's it feels like a man who really struggles with brain chemistry in a way that just is, is not at all acknowledged. And it doesn't excuse his behavior, but it does mm-hmm. make me feel like some of those questions as to why would he do that? I don't think you're going to get an answer that would make sense to you because you don't have that brain chemistry. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Wow. He does want to help you navigate it be of service that way he didn't fulfill his purpose as a father in life so he wants to do it now from the spirit side he is your father so his purpose in that continues and he'd like to be given the opportunity i think to fulfill that role in a better way and i feel like you can you can simply just ask him and he'll he'll manage to to open some doors for you uh you you see that you're living with family at the moment yeah 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 but it's temporary see he's acknowledging as being temporary okay like you wouldn't want it to be long lasting no (laughs) you want to be on your own yeah um he's wanting to say that that will come to be i also feel that you had a partnership that you thought was the one um, that yeah. didn't turn out that way. Oh. Do, do you see this? Yeah, kind of hoping it's the one, but <laughs> troubles. 
Okay. There, you see that there's currently troubles there? Yeah. Okay. Because that's what he's showing me. It's like a heartbreak, romantic heartbreak. What I was going to say, actually, is that that person does come back and you do work on it. But right now, I think you would see it as being severed or separated. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. He is acknowledging that there will be a continuation of the relationship, and then you can choose which way it goes. But it's not over. Okay. Do do you, does that resonate? Do you see that? Yeah. 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 But he does want to support you in it, and it does feel like this time is difficult, and it he knows it's not this this moment of time being difficult is not really about him, but it does feel like it brings up a lot of abandonment and a lot of being left and a lot of fears. And so yeah. that's why he wants to be helpful and just let you know that energetically, spiritually, through working with your own intuition, he's going to help you move forward. Okay. Yeah. Do you have other questions for him? Um, not for him now. Okay. All right. So let's put him to the side then and we'll move forward. Okay. So now we have a lady coming forward who feels a million times lighter in energy. Um, mm. She comes in much more maternal for you. And uh, do you see that in your mom's also past? Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Much better relationship than your father. Do you see that yeah. with you? Yeah. And she does recognize her mom to be living. So I know that that feels important. Yeah. And... She keeps putting um, very little makeup on except for lipstick. <laughs> so I do see her kind of putting on a dash of lipstick or that feels like it would have been important to her. As she comes in... Okay. So she actually shows me a, a long-term illness here that I feel she was unaware of for and kind of like walking around ill without any understanding or knowledge of it. Do you, do you see that? Um, she might might have not known for a little while. Um, it feels to me that there is what looks like a um, cancer diagnosis. There's cancer in the body. Do you see that? Yeah. Now, in the relationship between your mother and your father, I don't feel like your mom ever forgave your dad, to be quite honest. Okay. <laughs> in the world. Do you see that? Would have been very angry. Yeah. Would have been really, really just super angry at him. Yeah. Um, she's been able to process that now, has been able to let go of it now, but uh, just feels like that's a big change for her. So something she wouldn't have been able to do in life. Okay. They've made a lot of peace between the two of themselves as well within all of that. It just feels like a very complicated situation. And um, just because I, I feel like your mom 
goes through a period of really intense illness in terms of cancer and your father is still living in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just need to acknowledge that there too. I feel here that you and your siblings do get to spend a lot of time with your mom prior to her passing, but it feels like that one of you would have felt that you kind of missed that last moment. Yeah. As if like you weren't able to be present, but you were in the lead up. So that's you, correct? No. No, that's just the because it looks like I've got one out of the three kids who feels like they're not able to be there in that last moment. Yes, there is uh, my sister. She just wants to recognize that that that's okay. Okay, I do feel the other children are present, and I do feel like she feels really held and really loved during that time. She keeps showing me a lock of her hair. And it feels like it's been saved. Do you see this? Yes. And do you see that you actually have placed it inside something that can then be carried? Do you understand that? Uh, yes. Okay, like a locket or something like that. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Because um, he places a lock of her hair in that and just wants to acknowledge that she knows you've got it. Mm-hmm. And that it actually feels really special in that I do think you wear it when you need her or when you want to draw her close and she just wants you to know that the intention of it does draw her close okay so I is that a way to feel maybe better connected to her yeah she's around you no matter what but I think when you say when you place that locket with you, it's like putting okay. the intention you're asking her to be there. And so okay. it really kind of invokes her, it invites her. She doesn't necessarily need to lock the locket to yeah. do it. Because I don't but wear it, it and I don't have it around me that often. So yeah, that's maybe okay. I should do more. It just feels like it's the opportunity to kind of tangibly ask for her presence. And I didn't feel like you wear it all the time. It just feels like picking it up in moments where you go, you know, I need you. Putting it mm-hmm. on in moments where you say, I need you. And just mm-hmm. wanting you to know that it's an easy way to invite her in. Because okay. the intention is so strong. Okay. Um, but you call her in in different ways all the time. So she's mm-hmm. certainly concerned about that in in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, She does acknowledge that when she first passed, you must have felt her very strongly, and then she kind of disappeared for you. Do you see that? Yeah. Uh, And that that's been a concern. She actually didn't disappear. It just feels like your energy got habituated to her, meaning um, when someone is first stepping into your energy field, you would notice it. And over time, you get used to it. It's like when you live next to a highway in the beginning, you'd hear it. And then over time you wouldn't anymore. Mm -hmm. It's similar. Mm -hmm. So it's not that she's not there. It just feels like your own energy isn't notifying you of the intrusion into your own energy field. So it would require you kind of asking for that shift in energy. It may look like you creating meditation for yourself and inviting her in 
and kind of allowing yourself to become more sensitive and uh, experience the subtlety of it again. Okay. Um, because it feels like for that first year after a passing, you would have really felt her. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want you to feel like she's left. She certainly hasn't. Okay, good. Yeah, let's ask her some questions. Um, yeah, I think obviously I've just brushed on it really. Like, it's just how can I better connect with you? Like, obviously I'm, I need guidance. I'm going through a really tough period in my life. Um, the delayed grief of mum actually and, and the loss of dad recently. It's, it's really tough in my relationship. So I'm looking for guidance that I'm not getting that I would want from her. And just a sign, like when, if she's around, I just want to know if, what I, is there a sign that I should be looking for? Yeah, let's ask her. So they are absolutely aware that this time in your life is really difficult. And I don't, I would say to you that it's, there's not going to be a magic wand that will make it not difficult. You have mm -hmm. to get through it. That's what it feels yeah. like. And they want you to know that you are going to get through it. But it showed up immediately at the very beginning of the reading, just collectively they're wanting to kind of cheer you on and say, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel, but it will feel like everything that could possibly go wrong in life right now has. Yeah. Do, do you see that? <laughs> yeah. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and they also want you to know that where you're living right now, it will be temporary and it's okay to be there. It's okay to feel like you're wanted there. Um, and it doesn't mean that you made a wrong turn. Okay. Huh, this is kind of interesting. Um, have you already had the experience that you think you see her in public? Like somebody looks a lot like her or you kind of see a reflection. It feels like she gets your attention through visual cues. Yeah. Has that happened? It has happened only a couple of times, but it has happened where, yeah, I feel like I'm seeing her, but obviously I'm, I don't know, like it's you know, an instant glance and it's like, okay, gone. Or yes. I feel like I've met someone once before who just seemed very similar to her. Mm -hmm. I almost thought it was her. <laughs> right. That's what she's, yeah, she's making me feel like spotting someone, seeing someone and being like, oh, wow, weird. Um, seeing a glance. She's using visual cues for you in that way. It's almost like she's using your own intuitive guidance, your own kind of visual experience of the world to grab your attention in that way. Okay. Um, it's kind of an unusual way that they work, but it happens from time to time. So it feels like for some reason you're you're available to that. The two of you haven't quite created a language yet. So I always okay. like to remind you as well, you can play a role in that connection, meaning you can ask for specific signs and you can start creating the vocabulary. Because right. otherwise what happens is they try it a million different ways to get your attention. And okay. you may notice like 5% of them, right? Oh, okay. And that's okay because they're just trying and kind of really building that bridge. And oftentimes people will ask, well, is this a sign of them? And really it's a little bit, um, 
ironic in a way because by you deciding it's a sign, you've also created that method of communication. And so it becomes a sign. Yeah. It just feels like the connection that she holds to her children is is really sweet and really wonderful. And um, she doesn't leave anything behind in a way that I would say is negative. Do you know her, her relationship patterns don't feel negative to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in the way that, that your dad kind of left things. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, completely. So her continuation is also less about having to look at the consequences and move through those. She's just able to be around her kids and see the grandkids come into the world and, um, help out in in those ways and yeah Mm. it's uh, she just wants you to know she's part of your life are you 32 yet are you about 31 32 right now uh yeah 32 Mm -hmm. yeah well the good news is 31 was always going to be a really hard year for you like there's no way around it 31, 32, just really like you're getting a ton of stuff thrown at you and, and once you move through it, it just gets a lot easier. Oh, God. That's good to so know. I think that's part of it too. Like they're wanting you to know you didn't do anything wrong. You were always going to move through this. Okay. 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 Thank you so much, Emma, for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Flo. That was really oh, deep well. and very personal and yeah. I think my dad's quite stubborn. He struggled then. Um, But yeah, it was really amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I've just completed my reading with Emma. That was such a powerful reading for me. It's amazing when someone in the spirit world is able to communicate that they want healing in a relationship and that both the person here in the world and the person on the other side is ready to give it and to receive it. I really hope Emma walks away feeling that some part of that relationship was healed today. Hi, Emma. It's Elizabeth. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I just wanted to take a few minutes to connect with you after your reading with Fleur to find out how it went. Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, just so surreal. Some of the things that were said and the connection that she, you know, that my mum, parents that she connected with, it was just, it was amazing and so comforting to hear. What was one of the biggest surprises or most incredible things that you think came through in the reading I think my I think I was surprised that I guess my mum was the last person to, to come through but I know that my dad particularly had we had a really bad relationship towards the end we didn't speak for five years so I'm not surprised I guess that he presented himself first because yeah. there's so much that he needs to say like and he was very hesitant to come in and ask uh, for your permission (laughs) 
I'm not surprised. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised because of how things, I guess, ended with us. You know, for him, Abbas, he, he was almost nervous to kind of want to <laughs> come and say hi. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he, he wanted to. And I've, it was it was nice to to hear what he had to say. She mentioned that my mum, like the lady, like the, 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 the lady that I can see is coming in much lighter, which instantly knew that that would have been my mum. So, yeah. Well, did your dad offer any sort of um, resolution or apology? Yeah, for- yeah, I got apology, and I know that he's he's also with me through this time that I'm going through. It's, you know, he's with me through this period, which is which is also reassuring. I guess he's kind of making up for lost time. That's really nice and um, reassuring for you uh, to know that they're there because I know that the last couple, like a, a couple weeks, maybe a month have been very difficult for you. Yeah, really tough. It's already got on top of me and I've been suffering for a, a good few months now of, of depression and anxiety. And it's so, yeah, I think for time, this timing of having this has just been it's needed. It's been necessary. It's been so lovely. and really comforting I have to say great and did you get a lot of uh answers to the questions that you had yeah I did yeah just I need to find ways to better connect and find signals and just I guess be in tune with myself a little bit more and yeah that might add an extra layer of comfort for you during this hard time absolutely absolutely really helpful I did uh hear for uh pull up the fact that you have a locket of your mom's hair mm. in something that you wear or keep close to you yeah I, I mean when she passed we, we took a lock of hair each and had a, a locket um made I think we had one made but I've kept it in there and I've never taken it out but it's there and I know I've got it maybe that can help in particularly bad times to feel closer to your mom and maybe calm you down a little bit exactly yeah exactly yeah it's just an amazing experience like the whole thing was just so incredible that's so great I'm so happy to hear that they came through for you and I'm really intrigued by uh what Fleur said about how you thought you've seen your mom in public a few times yeah it's it's bizarre like I I feel like when you're you know when it's such a busy environment and you and and you're maybe crossing the street and you see someone and it's they just flash before your eyes. It, it, it feels like I've, I've, I've definitely been around her. And even though the person might not particularly look like her, if I've met someone and I felt a connection to them that's been very similar to my mum's, then hmm. I'll think maybe that maybe that is her. <laughs> maybe it is her coming through in some way. And I believe in this. I, I believe in everything, you know? So, yeah. I think when you do believe in things like, the readings and the connecting and the signs, it definitely makes yeah. it easier for the loved Absolutely. ones to connect with us. Yeah. 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 I so believe it. I so believe it. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a wonderful experience and I'm just so grateful that I've been a part of it. At least I've got my answers and I've got that reassurance that they're there whenever I need them. So I can turn to them. Good. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. And I really hope it helps you move beyond uh, grieving your mom in such a delayed fashion and an estranged relationship with your dad. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, thank you enjoy so much. the rest of your day. I will do. Thank you. Take care now. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Moving Beyond is an original production produced by Elizabeth Mihalich and Fleurless Inc. You can find Claire Bidwell-Smith on her website at www.clairebidwellsmith.com C-L-A-I-R-E-B-I-D-W-E-L-L-S-M-I-T-H dot com and Fleur at mediumfleur.com M-E-D-I-U-M F-L-E-U-R dot com. The original music for Moving Beyond was composed and created by Lucas Tuttle. You can find him online at L-U-C-A-S-T-U-T-T-L-E dot com. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send us an email to podcasts at mediumfloor.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R.com. again for listening to Moving Beyond the podcast. If you'd like to take a moment, we would so appreciate it if you would rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. It helps others find the podcast so we can share healing with the world. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.